Hi, Spring fans. Welcome to a beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Spring Developer Advocate Josh Long, and this show is all about the real heroes behind Spring and its ecosystem. Welcome to another installment of a beautiful podcast. A bit late this time, actually, uh, and there's a good reason for that, which is a terrible reason, which is uh, things broke. It's my fault, but basically, I spent today doing a an emergency. Uh, relocation of my production systems, uh, including the tools that I use to p- publish this very podcast. So that was fun. Um, and a lot, like a lot of it is, I, I'm one of those anachronistic types that actually has stuff on Kubernetes that's that ha- that has just been running there for you know three years, you know, no problem, and just haven't touched it, haven't changed it. And so while my cluster went down and I had to move to a new one, um, you know, I thought, well. Gosh, how hard could this be? I'll just I'll just rerun the pipelines, pointing them all to the new thing. But there's some externalities that weren't related to the way I wrote my code, or weren't related to the technology I was using, but more to you know how GitHub Actions and uh, how Kubernetes manifests and uh, the Kubernetes cluster uh, being managed by the cloud platform, etc. All that stuff is beyond my control. You know, I should have very very usefully I should have been. Uh, uh, managing my own Kubernetes cluster, but instead I chose to let some other cloud provider do it, and uh, they moved on without me. So while my existing workloads were running just fine yesterday, the same things couldn't be redeployed uh, today. <laughs> so I had to go through and update that. I had to. It's just a. It was one of those yak shaving things, and then add that, add to that, and the magic of uh, of DNS and uh, um, SSL certificates and uh, all that. And it's just been. Oh, what's the, what's the opposite of fun? I don't know. I, PHP. It's been a PHP day, right? Just miserable. But okay. Anyway, we're here. We did it. We got this episode. Uh, I can publish this episode. Fingers crossed. I mean, if you hear this, it's a sign that something went, went right. Um, my other systems are down. By the way, my website joshlong.com and a few and a few other things that you may not know, but those all I'll get them all get those all in line and in due time. Um, probably tomorrow. I might take the rest of the day off. It's 8.30 and I've been working on this uh, since 8 in the morning just to get this episode out. This is the priority, you know, getting the episode out. So I, I got all the systems online required to do that. Um, they'll all be online soon enough. Uh, and in the meantime, I'll just go ahead and tell you what you would have seen if you were to go to joshlong.com, uh, which is that I'm going to be speaking at a number of different places, uh, friends. I haven't got the announcement pages, the registration pages all out yet, but basically, uh, if you're in Asia this summer, um, well, you know, uh, Northern Hemisphere summer, <laughs> uh, I'll actually be in Australia, so in, in which case it'll be your Australian uh, winter. But if you're in the Northern Hemisphere summer uh, in Asia somewhere or in Australia, um, I'll be there. I'll be in a lot of different places, and so I'd, I'd love to see you. Uh, I'll be in Indonesia. I'll be in... Um, uh, I'm not sure about that one. I'm actually looking for details on that one. I'll be in uh, Malaysia. Not sure about that one. I mean, I, I have... I'll be in these places. I just don't know if I'll have any public events, but I'll definitely have a public event in Singapore, one in Sydney, one in Taipei, uh, probably one in Tokyo, looking very likely. I haven't gotten a confirmation yet, but, um, you know... Uh, and then the as yet sort of uncertain um, locales are uh, Malaysia, Indonesia, and um, I think we're doing one in Korea. I'm not sure, but I'll be in I'll be in those three places as well. I just don't know if I'll have uh, a public appearance. So either way, stay tuned. I'll be on Twitter. I'll be on the you can check out my YouTube channel, and I'll be talking about all my locations there. 
heck, I might even do some uh, interviews on location uh, from Asia, you know, and talk to some cool people in the local community, communities there. Uh, maybe I'll do it while we're eating delicious food. Would that be wrong? Would that be a, a boring thing to watch? Yeah, probably, but it'd be delicious. Um, either way, stay tuned. That'll be good. Uh, what else is happening, friends? Um, I don't know. Just been It's just been one... <laughs> I, I got back from Europe a couple weeks ago, and then... Um, and I was in Europe for, you know, three plus weeks. So I, when I got back, I was kind of <sighs> just relaxed a little bit. And then I kind of rode the few days going into my kid's graduation with just sort of a, 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 a lethargy and calm and tranquility uh, that I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I can describe, but it was uh, it was amazing. And then uh, two days ago, uh, or is it yesterday? No, two days ago, uh, my kid um on the 30th of May, my kid graduated high school. I'm so proud. And then here we are today, June 1. I can't believe it. June 1. You know that we're officially uh, staring summer in the eye. Um, the eyes, like we're, we're, we're nearly there. I can't believe it. Uh, waving goodbye to one of my favorite seasons, spring, and um, moving into another great season. And it's just going to be a lot of fun. It'll be a lot of fun, friend. So um, I wanted to start things off right. Today's episode is a great way to do that. We're going to talk to uh, the one, the only, the amazing uh, Moritz Halberter, who's a fairly new entry uh, on the Spring Boot team, but nonetheless super, um, um, uh, you know, uh, prolific and, and um, just just an amazing, um, <laughs> just an amazing contri contributor to the team. I, I'm just on, a, on the dredge. I'm just like you know, very, very impressed with all the stuff I'm seeing him do. If you're using Spring Boot 3.1, there's a bunch of stuff, including, uh, you know, the, the infrastructure that supports the new Docker Compose and um, uh, test container support uh, that he did, for example. I mean, just lots of cool stuff. In the, the Gravium native image support, he did a lot of that as well. Uh, well, toward the end, right? Because he joined only like a year and a half ago or so. Maybe it was two years ago. It was recently. Um, and so he missed some of that, of course, but he did a lot of cool stuff, you know? Um, and so I just got a chance to, to chat with him in beautiful Barcelona, Spain, where we were just a few short weeks ago for the lovely Spring I.O. show. And um, yeah, this is the day. You're going to get to talk to him, get to listen and learn from uh, somebody as cool as him. I was super glad he was able to take some time and have this conversation with me. Uh, I learned a ton, obviously, about him, about the technology, about what we're doing. Um, and I hope you do too, my friends. Enjoy. Why do I look so much? Not sure. Okay. Also, the camera is just ever so slightly. Yeah, there you go. Okay, cool. So we're joined. Uh, yeah, we're live. Again, uh, this is, I don't know, the 7,000th live stream this afternoon or this morning. We're in Spain, although we've, we've had a change of venue, not literally venue, but change of location because before we were right in the hallway and then the um, last session broke out. There's a bit of a pause in between sessions. So now we're in a, in a dungeon. Uh, deep, <laughs> deep beneath the castle somewhere. I don't know. Anyway, I'm joined, and I know you've got other things you should be worrying about today. So I'm really grateful that you're here, uh, Moritz Halbritter. Um, yep. Forgive me if I butchered any part of that uh, name. It's totally fine. <laughs> you're on the Spring Boot team. Yes. Right. Right. Uh, one of my, one of my favorite people on one of my favorite projects. So, but you're a fairly new, um, 
edition. Yep. When did you join? I joined in February last year, actually. 2022. 2022. Right. And I've just, I've been watching from afar and just watching you kick, you know, <laughs> the llamas, <clears throat> you know, just been amazing. Like, uh, you were, I saw a lot of the stuff you did for the, uh, the Galvium yeah, right. uh, native image stuff. And yeah. now I saw the, the connection detail stuff. It just seemed yeah. to be, yeah, right. you know, everywhere. Really, really cool stuff. So tell me about yourself. First of all, where'd you come from? Uh, in terms of like software, like what, what's your journey to uh, the spring team? Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. So um, I'm from Germany, like you maybe guess from my last name. Uh, Which part? I'm from South of Germany. So it's Bavaria. now I'm living in Ingolstadt, which is near Munich. So in Bavaria. Yeah. So I, I, I studied in, in Munich. Yeah. I studied uh, computer science and then I worked for an IT consultancy in Munich for uh, different big customers and I was always using Spring Boot. So I started using Spring Boot with 1.4 or something like wow, this. Wow, okay. Yeah, it was a long time ago. For, I, re I, I the, remember. For people in the audience, remember 2.0 came out in 2017. So yeah. 1.4 wasn't even the end of that line and that was year, uh, a couple years before that. You know? Yeah, long I, time. I, I did my master thesis with Drop Wizard. I'm not sure if you know. Yeah, of course. They, they're, still, they're still around. They're, it's awesome, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. Coda Hale, the person who created yeah, it. Right. He said that had Spring Boot existed when he created it, he wouldn't have created yeah. it. Yeah, right. Right. They're very, yeah. and we owe a lot. We had Drop Wizard Metrics. You might, people yep. in the audience might know that yep. they had Drop Wizard Metrics yep. in the first version of Spring Boot yep. uh, instead of Micrometer. You know, they've definitely changed the world. Yeah, Drop Wizard was really cool because you don't need an application server, just run the main method and everything starts yep. up like you know. Embedded Jetty and everything. Yeah, yeah right. Like you know, um, are uh, with Spring Boot. But um, at this time, I remember Spring Boot came out. Right. So then I worked for 10 years for this company, did a lot of uh, different projects for different customers, but all with mostly Spring technology. Right. One, one times I, 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 um, I, I actually worked with Micronaut. Mm -hmm. And then I saw the job offering from uh, VMware for Spring Native. Nice. And then um, I, I thought, yeah, well, I would love to work for open source and I would love to work on the Spring Native stuff because I, I played a, bit, a little bit around with the GraalVM native image and then right. I submitted my application and then the whole process starts um, kicking off and then I talked to Seb uh, Sebastian Deleuze. Yeah, where the I'm one, the only. Doing talk tomorrow with, with him. Oh, that's what you're doing tomorrow. Here, so, yeah. okay, you and Sebastian, he was the lead of the Spring Native effort. Yeah, right. right. Oh, cool. You got to work with him directly, yeah. like... He's one of the smart ones. And He's he, one of the good ones. He did uh, all the, uh, the the process of uh, joining the team, and then I did some uh, some tests if I would be suitable for that role, and then I got the offering, and then I would I really happy to join. Right. And then I joined in uh, in February, and right. at that time um, we decided that it the Spring Native team, which was experimental, uh, would be integrated into Spring. And the framework and Spring Boot and all the portfolio projects. Right. And, and so the job description was for Spring Native. And then I started and then they said to me, yeah, well, there's no Spring Native team anymore. You're <laughs> now in the Spring Boot team. And I would say, yeah, yes. Spring Boot team. Spring's is, awesome. Yeah, yeah it's really, really awesome. great. And that's how I joined the Spring Boot team. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you've certainly earned your keep, you know, but I, that, that's a bit of a jump. You were lucky, but you've done, you've done a great <laughs> job, right? Like Spring yeah. Boot team is like, uh, what's the non-military equivalent of like the SEAL team or the you know, whatever, <laughs> the Marine Corps, you know, they're, they're like, they're doing uh, some of the coolest stuff out there right now. So great. And, but, but now thanks to you, they've been able to do some of the cool stuff way faster, right? Uh, it's just been phenomenal. I've, I've been following, uh, your work and your contributions and all that for the last 
whatever year and a half, year, yep. I guess, year and a half. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it just you're everywhere. I, I just see your commits all the time. <laughs> I know, really, it's just yeah. phenomenal, you know. Um, so the, the first thing I, I started working with uh, um, with in the Spring Boot team for uh, the Spring Native stuff right. because they needed. Um, someone who, who would volunteer to do all the, the native work. So not all right. the native work, but right. major contribution to the native work. And as I was recruited for Spring Native, I mean, and then I, I did the, a lot of the native stuff. So getting Spring Boot 3 ready for native, and then we created the smoke tests, which are the tests which are make which make sure that all the native stuff is working, for example, Flyway and the Postgres connector and all the stuff. Wait, so, that, so the Flyway stuff was kind of interesting to me. Yeah. Wow, what was that like? Yeah, the Flyway stuff, the main problem with Flyway is that this it discovers resources uh, while running. So right. you put your migration files, like the we version 1 and version 2 and version 3 of your SQL files right. into the resources folder. And then you need to enumerate them at runtime. And this stuff is not supported on Gradium. No, you, so you, you had to like discover. And I remember working with the Spring Framework team yeah. and the Spring Boot team, because I, I had a similar thing with... Uh, um, GraphQL, you have to discover yeah, schema. GraphQL is, is exactly right. the same thing. Exactly. Because and, uh, you just drop schema files in there and then they were discovered at runtime. Yeah. And, I, and I was looking for some sort of like, yeah. we couldn't enumerate the file system. Yeah, right. Right. And yeah. I was looking for it, it turned into this whole wild thread with Jurgen and a bunch of other huge people like dropping yeah. in to see if we could find a way. And I think that there's actually even back and forth with the GraphVM team. Speaking of whom, hi, Alina. Hey, Thanks. Alina is there. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Oh, that's so cool. Welcome back, she says. Thank you. Yeah. We're glad to be back. We were just chased out of a room, a room by people that had to, probably had the right to be there before we did. So we were just trying to find a quiet place to have a, uh, a live stream. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, that was, how'd you, so how'd you solve it? Like, what was it? Was that <laughs> the same thing that fixed my GraphQL problem after like eight months? Yeah. So I poked a little bit around in the Gradium source code and I discovered that they have a, so you can't, file system kind you, of thing? you can't enumerate it with the class bus right. uh, prefixes, but yet there is another resource provider, which you essentially can use to enumerate that stuff. Yeah. And then I um, built a small POC for that thing. And then I think Sam Brennan from framework team right. incorporated <laughs> that into the resource scanning stuff. That, which that, was, after, that was after talking to me. For yeah, the, for the GraphQL thing. Yeah, that, it could be. So that spurned. Uh, that, I remember yeah. this. Okay, so that yeah. was that was it. That that was the thread. It was, Sam was critical. Actually, it was supposed to be because I started from the GraphQL perspective. So I started talking to, uh, yeah. to Brian, but he was on PTO at some point. I'm like, I really need this guy. This has to get fixed. It doesn't look like it's going to get yeah. fixed in time. We need to like <laughs> look at this now because it's going to break otherwise. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, Sam took over, and you, I guess, and Jurgen, and, uh, and a few others. It just what a bug. What a weird. Yeah interesting bug it was yeah. uh and it took that took quite a long time to oh. get flyby working yeah. yeah 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 exactly okay well that's that's you that was may amazing <laughs> so i i helped uh matt rabel I, we, we we spent several days a, a year yeah. ago trying to make spring native and jhips to work right yeah and one of the big sticking points was this uh flyway stuff so i think it never worked in spring native right i don't know it never yeah, yeah. but it, it yeah. but i know now jhipster is most of the way there. I haven't tried it because I don't, I don't really use JHipster yeah. that much, but, yeah. um, but it was just one flyaway. It was one of those things where like, okay, just yeah. comment it out, just move on. If we yeah. can get an app running, you know, it's hard. Grav software is fun, GraphVM, <laughs> fun, but also, you know, there's work to be done and you, you need somebody like him to, to, at these very low level framework levels, somebody has, to, somebody has to be a little bit smarter than I am to figure this stuff out. Uh, but now thanks to him, 
people can just build on, on Valve and it just works. And, you know? Yeah, the, the Flyway stuff it was really important for me because I knew that Flyway isn't very, very much projects involved. So it was very yeah. important for me to get it stuff going. Right. Yeah. It was that was a fun one. Okay. So you got the so you worked on the Gravium stuff, which is again the results speak for themselves. It's yeah. everywhere now, right? It's such a great result. Uh, you and the yeah. Gravium team and uh, Sebastian Toulouse, about whom we yeah. spoke earlier, and yeah. uh, obviously Alina and the and Thomas and all these other. Yeah, we have a really people. great uh, collaboration with the Gravium team. Yeah. So we have weekly meetings and talk about I stuff. That's really, really, really nice. You really see the the whole software stuff working together. I, I've been trying, so I did a, a presentation with Alina. We just we were just at DevOps UK a, yeah. a minute ago or whatever. And uh, <laughs> uh, we did a presentation introducing Spring and Graph M, yeah. right? And, uh, you know, the, it was one of those things where we start like, like here's how to color in the lines. Mm -hmm. And then by the end of it, you're painting a Van Gogh, you know, Van Gogh. Right? <laughs> like it, was a, it was very much a, like, here's the basics. And then here's also now, by the end of it, we're doing code generation with the uh, Java poet, ah, cool. of, you yeah. know, the AOT processor, yeah. AOT yeah. contributions, yeah. and all this kind yeah. of stuff, you yeah. know, like that API to me, what do, can you talk about, are there any, like uh, somebody asked me about, oh, can I, is there some way to do open API generation? Oh yeah. At compile at time? Build time. And you could totally yeah. do that. Yeah. Now, you right? can totally do that. Right? So, um, like, so Stefan, who led the work on the IoT engine and the framework did right. a Heraclius effort to um, to get all the AOT transformations running. And this essentially features a plugin system. So you can plug into the AOT transformation engine. When you're building, it bootstraps your context up to a certain point. Right. And in this contribution, you can generate code, which then gets compiled and then fed into the native image. And it, it, I, I don't, I, I, the, even the simple explanation for this is a little hard if you're not really very familiar with Spring. Yeah, yeah. But basically there's a bean factory. When, the, when Spring starts up, it, it reads the data from your XML. Don't do that. Your yeah. your component component yeah. scanning, all your the configuration, the annotations, yeah. all that yeah. turns into a bunch of bean definitions. Yeah, right. And yeah. normally in a regular Spring app on the JVM without Gravium, we go one step further beyond that. We initialize all those bean definitions right. and turn them into beans, yeah. actual yeah. objects, right? Yeah. But you're saying at compile time, we don't. We just stop at bean definition. Right. Right. So we, we don't actually have any live fire sockets or anything yeah, like that. Right. 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 So the bean definition is essentially just a blueprint how to get that bean. That's and, a great way to say it. And we don't create the stuff of the blueprint. We just right. go to the blueprint phase. We, we now right know all the blueprints. We stop there, and then we generate code to create those the the the, the objects with the blueprint right. would have created. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Okay. That's so how the, it works. the uh, engine. That engine also, that we to make that work though, to have that component model, we also made it so that there's a couple of interfaces that live yeah. and run at this compile time. Yes, yeah, right. So there's a bean factory initialization, AOT processor, right, right. and there's a bean definition registry, AOT processor, and yeah. a bean definition, I don't know, yeah. BDR there, or BD. There are, there are two, two of there's those. There's two of those, and yeah. you can register them as just regular beans with static methods, yeah, right. like bean factory postprocessors, right. whatever, but they run only at compile time. Yeah. So if you, they live in, they're, they're, they're probably still in the code at runtime, but they don't get it used or run or whatever, I guess. Right. And um, it should be theoretically possible at that, at that when this thing is running to get your open API specification, write it out to a right. file, register a resource in for that thing, and mm -hmm. then it is in your native image, and then you can just... It would, and it could get validation, because the code will not compile if you want, if you wrote yeah. Java code, right? Yeah. You could do all sorts of really cool things on that level. Yep. So what are some... So I, people ask, well, what about this use case or what about that? And my answer has been, look, 
we wanted to make it so that we had the nicest, cleanest component model for doing these sorts of things. And we wanted to make sure that it was, you know, comprehensive enough to support the incredibly dynamic use cases that Springs has, Springs supports and has supported, in, you know, 20, we're celebrating 20 years today. Mm -hmm. and not, it's not exactly today, but 20 years of Spring, right? Like, 10, 10 years of Spring Boot, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, since since R and D started, right? Yeah. One April yep. twenty fourteen was the first release. Yeah. But the general like here's a Spring Boot release. We had twenty thirteen. People could download and use point oh four whatever it was. Like yeah. Point yep. four whatever. So yeah, ten years of Spring Boot, twenty years of Spring, uh, and you know that that means that there's tens of hundred, you know, tens of millions of applications. How many billions of lines? I don't even know. You know, it's just yep. it's just it blows the mind to think about it. So, um, there's a lot of things that we can't possibly foresee and it would be a shame if the bottleneck for any new native support came if it became the spring team right we don't want that so we have this really great component model yep um and it's and i think it's great it's it, it it it's easy enough to approach if you really wanted to get into that kind of stuff it's also flexible enough to support a lot of dynamic use cases and we we know because we made spring boot work here right but what is some like what about open api what about uh like uh, what about some what are some of the other use cases that might be you know that we might see supported here you mean the third party stuff third or from us like what could we be doing what what you know are, are we are we going to do anything with this compile time sort of support? yeah we do actually quite a lot for example the hibernate stuff got uh, aot handling for that because hibernate does a lot of runtime reflection and runtime source code uh, bytecode generation and stuff like this and there are aot contributions for example to register all your entities onto the hibernate entity factory while build time and then this gets written out into code. Wait, so you're saying Hibernate doesn't do component scanning anymore? When it, it doesn't if look you, for entities? If you use AOT, I think there is code which is generated, which finds the it, it those entities oh, wow. in while building and then re-registers them via source code. So you're, what you're doing is at compile time, you're writing out Java code, yeah, right. which programmatically yeah. tells yeah. Hibernate's yeah. session factory about these yeah. new entity classes. Yeah. So yeah. that it doesn't have to find by doing class path scanning and all that stuff. Yeah, right. Okay. I'll say, for example, people complain all the time that we do runtime dependency injection via reflection. Nope. But if you enable the IoT stuff, yeah. it's it's gone. Functional. So what, what we do is essentially we find out what is injected and what, and then we write source code for it, for it even with Javadoc. So there's Javadoc on the source right. code, which is quite funny. That's amazing. And <laughs> this is then compiled into the uh, into uh, Java bytecode and right. then fed into the native image. Right. Yeah. Uh, or you could just run it on AOT mode. That's the other thing I, I, yeah. I think I should do a better tell, job yeah. of telling people, but it's a thing. You could just take the output of all that AOT stuff and just run it on the yeah. JVM. And there's a little bit of a benefit there. It's not like huge compared to like GraalVM, but it's good That's enough. a little bit. It's definitely yeah. nice, you know. We, we, we improved the documentation in Spring Boot 3.1 for exactly that use case. Yeah. So there is no, you can find it now in the documentation all to enable the AOT, uh, the AOT part. It was always there. I just, yeah. I, we just don't. We never promoted it that far. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've mentioned it a few times, but the thing is, like, it's just sort of there's so much stuff in 3.0. Yeah. yeah. I never really had a chance to go through the yeah. documentation with, with the audience, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. That's so that's a really amazing thing as well. People don't realize that. And if you can get it to run in AOT mode, you're pretty close to getting it to work in GraalVM too. Yeah. You're not necessarily always there. Yeah. But the dev experience is so close now, and GraalVM has gotten so much better, and Spring Boot has gotten so much better that now they're basically. You know, they, they work well. They work yeah. really well. Yeah. Oh, hold on. You're gonna be in the you're in the live stream. Go that way. What happened? What happened? <laughs> Go that way. Go that. You're in the live stream. Ah, you're doing Well, if you, you're on the internet, I hope you don't mind. You're not on the internet forever. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Is, is it okay? 
okay. eyes are going to try okay. on your face. Okay. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, there's all this like really amazing stuff in Spring Boot 3.0, 3.x, whatever. Um, 3.1. Yeah, it's coming all today. It's out. Yeah. It's out today. Well, I mean, it's hopefully soon. It'll be announced. You know? Soon it's uh, there. Yeah. As far as I know, the intent is for it to be out today. Yeah. And that, that was on calendar.spring.io. So I'm not saying any company secrets or whatever. It's just a public URL. Yep. Um, what should we be looking for? What's the, what are some exciting features for ah, you? There are four cool features, I think. So the first one is the, the auth authorization server. Which is so cool. Yeah, that's really nice. So the, the auth authorization server was a project uh, originated from Spring Security. But mm -hmm. what we what we got from the Spring Security team is a pull request to for auto configuration for that stuff. So it now works out of the box. You just set some properties and you get your full-fledged authorization server right. without any hassle. And then you can do your all-out flow against it and get tokens and get um, uh, authorization with it. That, that's quite nice. Then we worked on SSL bundles. SSL bundles are essentially a way to reuse certificates for different purposes. For example, setting the same certificate for your um, web server then and for your postgres database and for your maybe cassandra connection right which is very useful if you've got if you got to work in a big company and they have some self-signed certificates you just register them at one place instead of cluttering all your configuration with that stuff right and you reference just the bundle and then it works and it just so we used to have these duplicative sometimes different properties yeah across these like your database connections your yeah. message queue connections yeah. uh your your web, like you said, the embedded web server and yeah. also the web clients. If I'm yeah. making a call to it, yeah, thing, yeah, I might want to do yep. mutual TLS or something like that. And we, we, that, that wasn't consistent. So, for example, in some properties you could specify a PEM key file, in some properties you had to specify a Java key store, and then you will have to know all the intricate details of how to convert one stuff to another. And with the SSL bundle, it's now more, much more consistent. You can just uh, say, here's my PEM file. Please read that PEM file. And then it reads the PEM file. And you don't need to fiddle with this horrible key, so key tool from Java. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's amazing. That's a, that's a very cool feature. And, and it's then, a quality of life thing. Because Spring Boot is great because it's productive and it's production worthy. But there's still like these little, like that could be a thing that could easily cost you a day if you haven't. Yeah. Like, I'm ready yeah. to go to production. Is yeah. it using SSL? Oh. Yeah. And then you you go into all the certificate hell with PKCS8 and PKCS12, and there are a little bit of differences. And then you got to know such open SSL commands to convert that stuff into each other. And all that stuff is, is holding you back from delivering value for yeah. your business for what you get paid. Right. Yeah, that's the, that's the main problem. And that is what Spring Boot is going to solve. It makes you more productive yeah. to deliver value for your business so that right. they are happy and do not fire you. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we love that. We love it when we don't get fired. So yeah. that's a huge feature. I saw uh, you and Scott and a few others working on that yeah, as well. Scott. I love it. Yeah. Um, uh, the other ones are, of course, the test container stuff and the Docker Compose stuff. Right. And we usually name them in one breath because they are both based on the same abstraction inside uh, Spring Boot, which connection is details. the connection details. Right. Yeah. And the connection details is essentially the idea that it does not matter where the connection details are coming from, either right. from properties or from something else. And our other configurations are using them. And there are uh, right now two ways which provide those um, connection details. The one is the Docker Compose stuff. So if you put a Docker Compose or a Compose YAML file in your Spring Boot application route and you start it and there are services defined, then we uh, find out if you're, for example, starting a Postgres image, it's it runs Docker Compose up, then the, right. the Postgres is ready, and then we automatically create a connection detail for that 
in Docker Compose running Postgres, right. and then the Postgres auto configuration automatically configures the database connection tool so that you, when you execute a query, it actually ends up in the Postgres running in Docker Compose. And, and this is really cool because you don't need to read readmes how right. to get all that stuff started. You, you don't need to even run Docker Compose run up because Boot now knows there's a Compose YAML, yet that's a signal for us to right. run that for you and wire it all together. So you don't need to put, you don't need to remember all the properties. You don't need to look up how to construct this JDBC URL, which right. is different for every database. It's just, it just works. And the other, the other source for connection details are test containers. I guess if you're doing integration testing, um, you're using test containers. Yeah. You use it normally to uh, run the Postgres database or something else. Yeah. And now um, if Spring Boot detects that there is a Postgres container, it automatically creates a connection detail for it. Yeah, that's a good point. I love that stuff. I mean, this is like really, really powerful. And also, I kind of think there's a, a unique opportunity here, right? Spring 3.1 is that that horse has left the stable, obviously. But uh, now there's all these like passwordless, uh, you know, cloud services, things yeah. like that, where they don't have a property you can use. Yeah. There, there's no spring.datasource.password to be configured in the first place, right? Yeah. It's, it's just entirely based on machine image identity and things like that. Yeah, right. This is, you know... So the, the, uh, the connection detail essentially creates an abstraction where we can now build stuff on. So you could imagine if you run it in a Kubernetes environment and we know there is a Postgres database running in the Kubernetes, why yeah. should the developer create Kubernetes secrets injected into config maps and stuff like this? Just resolve it. Yeah, just resolve it. Spring Boot knows there is a database. Right. Please connect to it. And that's, then, that's what you want. And you can even point it to the secrets. Yeah, you know? right. Like it's yeah. safer that way. There's less duplicative, of, duplicative information. And if you rotate the, the secret, yeah. And then we then bump the Spring Boot app. Guess what? Now we've just got the new stuff. I mean, the connection detail, better. the you connection need... detail thing could even go to, for example, a vault server, get right. a temporary password, and then wire it up right. into your Postgres database. That interaction is super yeah. viable. You know? Yeah, really yeah. nice. Yeah, big so, deal. So you made a joke about the three authors on the connection details. I love it. Details. I know. I know. I love it. <laughs> and that's one of the reasons because we thought very hard how to create those abstractions because if there is an abstraction in place, people start bidding against it because this is not an internal API. Right. You could, if you want, create your own connection details factory, which creates those connection details for whatever. And right. then it, it starts working. All the auto configuration stuff starts working. You don't need to remember property names, which can change. Just sure. implement this interface. Right. And if we ever change it, you get a compiler error, right. which is much better than finding out, oh, no, the property has the changed and my production part. is down and I get fired. I love this. Um, we Gabriel, hello. Uh, we are... I'm here with uh, Moritz Albritter, who we're in Barcelona, Spain at Spring.io, live yeah. at Spring.io, and I'm just glad people are here. We're talking about Spring Boot 3.1, which is a, uh, you know, dropping today, soon, today. Any, any hour now, yeah. any minute, yeah. Yeah. maybe it's already out, we don't know, we've been, we've been talking for 30 minutes, it could well already be out the door, I don't know, you can check. Let me check. He's going to check, it's going to be, don't show them any secrets though, any like secretive uh, secrets. No, no, I'm sorry. Oh, not yet, but okay. So this Spring Boot team is uh, uh, across different time zones, and yeah. I guess the, my American colleagues are going to kickstart it. Because a lot of us are here right now at, uh, yeah. in Barcelona, yeah. so yeah. that's okay. It, We're busy no... attending talks, drinking coffee, talking yeah. to each other, giving live streams. Enjoying the sunshine. Yeah. Uh, sunshine. I said sheen. <laughs> sunshine. Like Charlie Sheen. Charlie. Yeah. Charlie Sunshine. Life is pretty good. 
my friend, yep. this is good. Congratulations on an amazing Spring Boot release. Thank you, you man. You did a great thing here. I'm super glad you're on the team. It's great to work with you. But I can't wait to see what else you do. You know, I just uh, you're you're kicking uh, a lot of ass out there. I heard Project Gloom is around the corner. Oh, I've heard a thing <laughs> or two. The keynote was pretty great, huh? Today? Yeah. Yeah. Project Gloom, Crack. Really nice. Uh, you know, yeah, just, Project Track is just kicking oh, ass. Yeah, that's it's really awesome. great. Um, chat. This has been Maurice Holberter, and I'm Josh. And uh, have a great day. I think this might be the last live stream for the day. So we'll see you all tomorrow live again from Spring I.O. in Barcelona, Spain. Bye. See you. A beautiful podcast is produced by me, Josh Long. I do these podcasts because I believe that everything we do in software is for and made better by people. I want to hear from you. I'm Josh at joshlong.com by email or at S-T-A-R-B-U-X-M-A-N on Twitter, where, of course, my direct messages are wide open. Do you have guest ideas, topic suggestions, feedback? Don't hesitate to reach out. If you like the show, then please consider rating it on iTunes and leaving a review, uh, as it really helps the show. I sampled music from Steve Combs's Them from Morning and Springtime and Steve Combs's Small Victory, both of which are licensed under a Creative Commons license. I'm trying to hire production assistants to make the production of this podcast easier. I want to make sure that we can add things like show notes and transcripts and, and just generally do more. If you would like to advertise on the show, then please reach out to me. Uh, and if you can't uh, or don't want to advertise but would like to otherwise support the show, then please consider supporting me at patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Josh Long for as low as $4 a month. Thanks again. No harm came to any seasons in the making of this podcast.